0: Welcome to the Soto Mojo Podcast.
1: Every word was... Hey everyone, welcome to the Soto Mojo Podcast. My name is Ty Gonzalez. I am joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Colby, it's uh, another week without sports. How are you holding on?
0: Um... You know, it's it's been difficult. Been doing a lot of uh, MLB draft research right now. That's kind of the next thing on the docket. Uh, spending a lot of time bashing people who are bashing the players on Twitter. Um, that's been pretty fun. Uh, attempted my first ever Pokemon Red speed run the other day. Nice. Um, that, yeah, that was fun. Uh, I only finished three hours off a of world record pace. So. Um, but I finished the game in under four hours, so that was that was pretty right. cool to, at you. to try. Yeah, nice. I know, man. I'm, I'm coming for that one minute and forty five or one hour forty five minute record. <laughs> it was
1: gonna be like one minute, Jesus.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe with glitches and all that, yeah. but no, it's uh, yeah, it was legit. I I have no idea how we got that fast because I thought I was doing pretty well. You know, a few mistakes here and there, but mm. I didn't think it would add, you know, three hours worth the time but whatever um so i'll probably wait to do that again but uh, other than that you know um just kind of been reading some books playing some games trying to you know stay on top of any news that might actually be happening and uh just you know hanging out i guess i mean did you
1: get uh, your uh, ps4 or xbox that you were looking into did you decide on that? no no i haven't gotten it yet i'm so
0: undecided because I mean, man, the new systems come out in December. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so it's like. And
1: they're all going to be backwards compatible with all the games that are currently out. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it probably makes more sense to just wait. Yeah. Six, seven months. Put your money into that. Yeah.
1: I think some of the price points have leaked. Um, Possibly the Xbox is going to start out cheaper than the PS5. So, that should be interesting. Um, Well, I mean, the show is. uh,
0: is moving to all platforms
1: yeah. next year. So, yeah, so you won't have to be uh, handcuffed to a Sony console to play an actual licensed MLB game that's not that RBI garbage. Ba- baseball <laughs> garbage. Yeah. So, right. um, yeah, so today we are going to talk a little bit about um, the potential fall of Emerson Hancock, uh, our number one prospect in the draft and uh, how he might be able to get to the Seattle Mariners, Uh, but more importantly, we're going to talk about um, the current debacle uh, with Major League Baseball and its owners and uh, them and basically their selfishness, and I feel like that may be too generous of a term uh, to describe it uh, as we look towards getting baseball back and uh, the hang-ups that this new conflict between uh, the MLB owners and and its players may cause. Um, And if we have some time, because we don't really have a whole lot to talk about, um, we might talk about the, uh, the Quentin Dunbar situation with the Seahawks and uh, (laughs) pro football talks, um, horrific, uh, attempt at stirring up controversy in the Seahawks locker room particularly with the Seahawks star quarterback and possibly one of the best players in the NFL so uh which was stupid uh so we might talk about that a little bit but first let's get into what's going on here with Major League Baseball uh they have the owners have approved a plan to present to the players to Uh, bring back baseball some point during the summer, um, likely uh, July, or at least that's what they're hoping for. Um, But before uh, this plan was approved and enacted and when coronavirus really first hit, Major League Baseball and the MLBPA agreed on uh, a deal that would prorate Uh, Players' salaries to about 50% of what they would originally make if the season continued. And now they're trying to back out of this deal and turn that 50% into something more like 17%. And the players have been very outspoken about it. Blake Snell, um, Tampa Bay Rays uh, ace, uh, was on his Twitch stream. He uh, plays a lot of video games Mm -hmm. on Twitch. And on his Twitch stream, he was talking about that, saying that he was not willing to uh, quote-unquote risk his life uh, and that it was not worth it um, to do so because of how much uh, or how little money he would be making in comparison to what he would make in a regular uh, 162-game season. Um, And also it should be mentioned that that 17% is before taxes. So depending on where these players play that number is going to decrease even more. Um, so Colby, uh, you've been very outspoken about this on our Twitter account uh, at Soto Mojo FS. Um, You know, where do we go from here? Uh, is this going to be a problem that leads to lawsuits and the eventual cancellation of Major League Baseball? Because just they can't come to any sort of agreement and the players go on some sort of strike or do you see this eventually working itself out? Um, either the, uh, the owners giving in or the players giving in um, really just what does this mean for the continuation of baseball and getting back onto the field uh, in the summer? Um, well, You know,
0: I think at the end of the day, uh, it's a pretty uh, scummy thing of the owners to do here. Um, They had a deal not more than six weeks ago. At the end of March, they made this deal. And the owners already want to back out, uh, claiming that they didn't have any idea when they made that previous deal that there weren't going to be fans in the stands, which is A, BS, and B, only accounts for about 30% of their total profit. Um, despite what you know, Cubs ownership will tell you, they claimed last night that 70% of their uh, revenue comes from game day experiences, which is it's, – it's a straight-up lie. Um, the money in Major League Baseball comes from merchandise and TV, and, uh, TV revenue. That's where the money comes from. So mm-hmm. um, if you're still walking around with this idea that, well, I buy tickets so I pay for the player's salary, you should probably go back to the 1990s when that thought was last, you know, reasonable. Um, you don't pay the player's salary. The TV contract does. Um, so maybe, you know, don't use that argument anymore. Uh, as for what it does to major to uh, the odds of playing Major League Baseball, I think it definitely hurts. Um, I would hope that the Players Association stands strong on this because at the end of the day, uh, they are in the right in this particular scenario. And, you know, I've had no issue calling them out in the past few weeks, even for sacrificing so many young, uh, young guys, uh, chances to play pro baseball, uh, for taking what I thought was a pretty bad deal in the first place. Uh, I've called them out for things like that, but in this case, I'm 100% on their side. Uh, they made a deal six weeks ago. Uh, the players, uh, the owners don't even want to tell major league baseball players what their cut would be. They say it's a 50-50 revenue split, but Major League Baseball won't tell them what the revenue is. Uh, They won't open their books for players to study that. So um, we're looking at anywhere between what will eventually be 65 to 80% pay cut overall. Uh, Median player income in 2018, which is the most recent data I could find, was about $1.1 million. Uh, You subtract 80% from that before taxes. And you're looking at, you know, guys playing for $300,000 pre-tax. And that's most of the league is playing for that. Um, So, you know, it's really easy to look at these mega stars who are getting $20 million a year and, you know, not feel bad for them getting, you know, four or $5 million a year. Um, But most of the league is comprised of guys making right about a million bucks. So Um, it's, it's significant. And I just, I, I find it hard to fathom that players are going to be willing to stand for that. Um, so unless the owners are willing to kind of, uh, step aside and go back to their original agreement, I don't see any reason for the players to play. Um, they don't owe it to fans to go out there and play. That's not, they don't owe that If they owe that to fans, then ownership owes it to the fans to make sure that there's baseball this year. They share responsibility. So I just – I have a hard time right now. I mean, thankfully they have about, I don't know, three weeks before they were supposed to, in theory, start up spring training too. So they do have some time to work this stuff out. But um, I just – honestly, I – I hope the players stand strong, and if they do, it probably means there won't be baseball this year. So it's it's a little bit of a uh, catch-22 for me.
1: Yeah, I, you know, you, you look at it, and you look at really how um, the casual Major League Baseball fan base has taken this and run with it and how they've taken the side of Major League Baseball's owners and have you know, gone out and said, you know, it's, they're using patriotism, they're using, you know, they're trying to tug at the heartstrings of of these players to basically forego their pay and just do it to, you know, American and you know, and uh, and revitalize the country and all this stuff, and, and this is what the country needs, and blah 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 blah. Okay, the, 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 you know, it's like what you said earlier that these players, you know, most of the major league baseball's players are not making superstar money, uh, these guys have to support their families, um, mm-hmm. and If they're making 17% of their original pay, uh, that's a massive problem. Um, And just because that they are millionaires, quote unquote, uh, some of them, some of them uh, doesn't mean that they should forego well over half of their committed pay. Uh, it's just, right. it's, it's wrong. Um, it's bad business. And it's just from a, from a human standpoint, it's wrong. Uh, and it's wrong to cool. ask these people to do so, especially in a pandemic. Um, to be away from their families, you know, because we don't know how many of these guys, you know, live where they actually play. And we don't know how many of these people are going to uh, willingly relocate to where they play. Um, just to, you know, stick with one another and money is a big part of that. And if, you know, these players might not have the money now to do so, you know, to re relocate families or be able to take trips and stuff like that. And we don't even know with, you know, the lockdown and the supposed, you know, um, rise of, of coronavirus cases again in, you know, September, that's what kind of the prediction is right now. And we don't know how that's going to affect things. We don't, you know, there's so much here to unpack and putting these players in a position where again, they're, you know, a lot of guys in major league baseball are making the league minimum and you take, you know, something like 80% off of that before taxes they're not making a whole lot. They're making like a regular salary job at that point. Right. And that once you factor in, yeah, I mean,
0: once you factor in taxes and things like that. um, Also, again, we're talking about, you know, most of these guys have families, young families, like you mentioned. Um, So we're talking about them probably maintaining two residences where their family lives and then wherever they would live during the season. Um, and you know, like you mentioned, there's also the whole factor about, you know, look, I want my family to be with me, but do I want to go to the ballpark where I'm exposed every single day and then come back home and potentially expose my family or should they stay away for four months until I can, you know, quarantine after the season or whatever. So there's some legitimate problems here aside from the money. Um, but at the end of the day, the money is the biggest, uh, the biggest roadblock because again, you're asking these guys to, to you know, play for significantly less than they ever thought they would, yeah. and you're asking them to be happy about it after you've already told them that you were going to pay them a prorated salary. And
1: how it's... and how dare some people, you know, complain that these players are all about the money when every decision Major League Baseball has made over the last two months has been mm-hmm. about money. Yep. You know, I I, I understand that not every person that wants sports back is very, very much aware of what's going on in major league baseball, you know, major league baseball's inner workings are not very public, right? You know, you really have to be ingrained in it to understand what's really going on. And, you know, people on the outside who are saying that the players are being un-American and all this BS, they don't understand that, you know, major league baseball just eliminated 35 rounds of their draft just to save a million dollars each per team. You know, they don't understand Mm -hmm. that they don't under, they don't even understand the fact that the MLB players association and major league baseball had already come to an agreement that now major league baseball is trying to work itself out of, which, you know, I would assume after a lawsuit and, you know, in, in court, they, they would be, you know, I mean, because I assume that they had signed off on this, you know, this is a legal agreement. Right. I would I would assume that they would have mm-hmm. to eventually pay the players what they agreed upon. Right. But that in itself is going to delay or cancel the season. Yep. So in the end, really, Major League Baseball is setting themselves up to lose even more money than they yep. would by just paying the players 50 percent of their salary hmm so it's
0: it's so short-sighted too by major league baseball here is they have a sport that's dying and instead of looking for ways to expand it and grow their base they're looking to cut it to try and save a few dollars here in the short term um not even understanding that it's going to screw them in the long run um it's just so short-sighted and by the way the whole it's un-american thing i don't know last time i checked protesting to protect basic rights like being paid what you were promised. That's pretty American. Whereas backing out of a deal at the last minute, uh, the way that the owners have, I don't know. That seems pretty un-American, but I don't know. Maybe I want to live in a different America than you guys do, but yeah. just, just canon. By the way, if you're one of those, think about the children. How do I explain this to my children? I don't know. Be an effing parent and go do it. Yeah. Jeez Louis. I mean, it's not, it's not Trevor Bauer's job to make sure that your kid, understands that, you know, standing up for yourself and being paid for your services um, and the value that you bring is part of, you know, being an adult. It's not his job. That's your job. So if you can't tell your kid, why the Mariners aren't going to play this summer, then you're a terrible parent. How about that? Jesus Christ. Stop, stop with the think of the children. How am I going to explain to them? I don't know. Be an adult. Talk to them and man up like literally just tell them why it's not going to happen and also or
1: if it's not let's let's be real here real quick how many children really are missing baseball that much like major league baseball i mean i mean the, 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 the the major league baseball's biggest problem has been connecting to a younger audience and yep i mean think of the children i mean yeah, like I rem- screw the children. Like I'm How about that? <laughs> it's like that Michael Jordan meme. I can't say that on the air, but <laughs> No. But it's it's the George George Carlin said it too. Yeah. What about the
0: children? F the children. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's just I mean it's just such it's like wearing a billboard that says I'm a bad parent because I can't talk to my kids.
1: Um so it's- yeah, that one Yeah.
0: Like, it's it's rid- that one creeped up last night, yeah, and it really bugged me. So I just had to say that.
1: Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I I totally agree with you there. It's ridiculous, and it's you know again, it's the, the kids are gonna be fine. Like they're you know baseball is gonna come back at some mm-hmm. point, but it shouldn't come back under these circumstances where you're literally screwing hundreds of people out of mm-hmm. millions and millions and millions of dollars. And not just screwing the players themselves, but their families. And you are affecting the livelihood of countless families um, across the country. And mm. that's not that's not cool. Uh, and people who know are not going to forget that. You know, and I've lost no. a lot of respect for Major League Baseball over the last couple of months. It's really sad because you know that respect was already dwindling. And yeah. now I've come to a point that, you know, honestly, you know, it's only my love for the Mariners that have that keeps me interested. And right. I could not give a f- you know, flying F less about major league baseball. You know, it's really just the Seattle Mariners and unfortunately those two things go hand in hand. Right. And it's hard to it's hard to kind of deal with that. Um but yep. yeah, you know, another thing here that Major League Baseball is setting itself up for is a an even more uh, difficult uh, negotiation process for the mm-hmm. new CBA that's yep. going to be required after the 2021 season. They're going to have to hammer Indeed. out a deal or else... 2022 we're going to be looking at a very similar situation and who knows you know how this coronavirus situation is going to you know take in in 2021 how that's going to affect uh, the 21 season and if they're not going to be able to have fans on the stands again next year and as they claim lose a ton of revenue revenue from that you know are we going to have to start talking about possibly the end of major league baseball? I mean, probably not because there's so much money on the line uh, for
0: everybody involved. Yeah. So they'll find a way, but I think there's a good chance that uh, we see a strike um, this year, next year and the year after. I think that's a real possibility that major league baseball is setting itself up for. And there are fans that they will lose forever. Yeah. um, If they don't, if that, you know, is the, is the case. I mean, this year you have a little bit of a built-in excuse with you know the coronavirus um you know it's you know it all just happened so fast we couldn't get together um and at the end of the day it's not the worst thing in the world that we don't have baseball um in the middle of a global pandemic so um but next year you know you're talking about um the last year before a new CBA has to be done um and just, I, I just I don't know if major league baseball can survive not being on people's mind for an entire year. Yeah. Um so at the same time though it's it's not the players' job to think about the health of the game. Mm-hmm. Um you know by the revenue generated. That's not their job. Their job is to go play the game and think about the health of the game by the way they play it. And, um, and like it's the s- owners' job and, to protect the league.
1: And like you said earlier They have such a great opportunity at their fingertips right now to return Mm -hmm. and be the most popular sport across the globe, really, right now. Because there's no NBA, there's no NFL, there's no soccer being played really anywhere, I don't think, right? You know, it's basically just been Korean baseball, Chinese baseball, and the UFC, Mm -hmm. and I think NASCAR is returning this week, but, you know... I mean, there's only, you know, su- uh, such a fan base for that. So, uh, you know, Major League Baseball is going to be, you know, the first. Only show in town. It, it can be the first major North American sport, you know, organized team sport to return.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I mean, didn't they just see the amount of money that? ESPN paid for, to get Korean baseball, and they, I actually haven't seen that yet. But I mean, I'm sure it's been. I'm sure it was right. pretty decent, and you know the fact that, yeah. I mean, ESPN would show you Major League Baseball every, all day every day. Yeah, I'm sure, probably, it. and a lot the, of programming. The There's amount a lot of, of games m- to go around and the amount of money that yep. would be involved in that deal would be huge. And yet, yep. they don't want to give these players 50% of their original pay. I'm pretty sure with that ESP, with an ESPN deal or a TBS deal or whoever they would go with, mm-hmm. or multiple stations, you know. They, Box, they would whatever. be able to pay every player their original cut, 100%. I think they would be able to make right. up for all that lost revenue from fans of the stands because tv money is just are, beyond stupid
0: right at the end of the day the owners already got a really good deal yeah for the players and now they want an even better deal it's selfish it's arrogant it's lazy it's dangerous for the game of baseball um and you know it's gonna drive fans away from the game um and it's just irresponsible for anybody to heap any blame on the players um, for literally standing up for what they've agreed to. Like this is are all we're doing is asking for what you've promised us. We're not going, we're not, because think about this. if The players had gone back to major league baseball and they had said, we've changed our minds. We want 70% of our, of our normal, uh, you know, our normal uh, salary. Would anybody be taking the player side? No. So it's just, you know, the whole thing is just like, put the shoe on the other foot the players were the ones that F this up. Um, you know, things would be way worse than they are right now, but the players are literally asking the owners would lock out the players if they did that straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what the owners are doing is it's a bait and switch. Hey, sign this deal so we can get it done. And then knowing full well, in six weeks, they're going to go, well, that's, mm, we don't want to do that anymore. They use the 50-50 revenue split because it sounds fair, mm-hmm. but it's not. Any, anybody will tell you that this is going to cut salaries at least 65%. So, you know, in, depending on, you know, what the final terms are of the deal, it, after taxes and all that stuff, we could be looking at 85% pay cut. Um, it's ridiculous to play half of a season in dangerous conditions. It's messed up. I mean, I guess the good news here in this deal is that uh, Major League Baseball thinks they can test players every week. Um, they can test every player every week, and that would go hand-in-hand hand with them donating um, the same number of tests they use uh, to areas of need so that more people can get tested. That's a positive. Um, but at the end of the day, you would hope Major League Baseball would donate those tests whether there's a season or not. Mm-hmm. But
1: we know how cheap owners are, so – so that's, I mean, there's so much that we can get into here about that, you mm-hmm. know, and ultimately, yeah, you know, this thing keeps changing every single hour, you know. Yep. Um, so we're going to put that off to the side for now. Um, mm-hmm. We've established that MLB owners bad, um, return of baseball good under the right circumstances, <laughs> right? um yep but uh yeah we're we're 100% <laughs> siding with the players here uh on that and that doesn't yep. mean that we're siding with multi-millionaires that you know they would still make millions of dollars even with the huge percentage cut uh, we're not talking about that we're talking about the guys that really make major league baseball what it is and mm-hmm. those are the guys that are making that are going to be greatly impacted by a huge pay cut um
0: Yep.
1: yeah so you know and that's not to say that those players are playing for absolutely free i mean they would still be making a decent salary um but for the it's, things that it's you the principal, yeah it's the principal, and for the things that you're asking them to do um right it's just it's not a good look uh it's it's frankly incredibly embarrassing um yep for major league baseball and, and it's really sad it's really sad um but now we're going to talk about uh, another thing that uh, the MLB owners have um, effed into oblivion. Uh, and that's the MLB draft, uh, which is now going to be five rounds. Uh, we talked about that quite a bit uh, last week. And we're going to talk about, again, uh, you know, we, we did a pretty significant deep dive into what the Mariners plan is going into the draft. Um, But they might have an opportunity to uh, get a guy that you and I believe is the best prospect in this entire draft. Uh, So I believe it was MLB.com's Jim Callis uh, Mm -hmm. who leaked that uh, there's some concerns about Emerson Hancock uh, that may um, drop him in this draft uh, to at least number four, Callis says that he doesn't see him being picked higher than four uh, and that he might fall to the Blue Jays at pick number seven, correct? Or at pick seven? Uh, Blue Jays pick five. Oh, he pick says, five.
0: I believe, I, I believe the exact quote he used um, was that there's concerns about his K rate or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and there, there's enough concern about his command that he could fall to the back half of round 10. So fall out of the top five, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, And sitting right there, right outside the top five,
1: your Seattle Mariners. Right. So this would be the dream scenario for the Mariners. I would assume. Um, Now, do you think that, I mean, because that, the K rate issues and the command issues kind of go against what the Mariners have looked for in their pitching prospects in the first round. Do you think that they're one of those teams that are scared off by that? Um, I would hope not because,
0: you know, you look at Emerson Hancock is if he was drafted, this is kind of prospect we're talking about. If he's drafted by the Mariners, he's instantly the best pitching prospect in the system. He jumps right ahead of Logan Gilbert. Um, I would argue that he should be in consideration for the top two spots with Julio and Kelnick. Um, but you know I, he's pretty comfortably for me the number three prospect in a really good system. Uh, the dude's an ace. He's got he's got the stuff of a true number one ace who can go toe to toe with you know the Justin Verlanders, um, in a you know in a couple of years, um, Garrett Cole, those type of guys. Um, so yeah, you know, traditionally this, the Mariners, like the guys who throw a lot of strikes, um, you know, like Gilbert and Kirby and all that stuff. But Emerson Hancock is, you know, I think there's a, an idea that Hancock is like some wild, can't throw it over the plate pitcher. Um, but you know, he, he only, he. he, At Georgia, his career walk rate, 2.79 batters per nine. By the way, it Mm -hmm. went down every year. He was at Georgia. Last year it was 1.79 walks per nine. This year, in a year he struggled with control and only four games pitched, Uh, it was down to 1.13. Strikeout rate went up all three years he was there. Um, You know, it's just – I just – I don't buy that, that idea that, you know – he can't throw strikes and that he's not going to strike out big league hitters. The stuff is really good. I mean, we're talking, like I said, ace stuff. Um, I don't buy the fact, like, oh, he's going to walk a bunch of guys. Nothing in his numbers suggests that. The delivery is pretty clean. He's got four above average to plus pitches at his disposal. Um, he struggled a little bit with command this year in four starts in 24 innings, still struck out 35, 34 guys and only walked three. So I would ho- sincerely hope that the Mariners don't, wouldn't F this up and just, you know, not take the best player on the board uh, in the draft, in my opinion, in your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to say no, but it's a major league draft, and honestly, if you can predict it, good for you because I can't. So, um, yeah, I, I would hope they wouldn't be, especially um, – you know, if like a guy like Nick Gonzalez wasn't on the board, um, I think that's the only way they pass on Am- Emerson Hancock is if Gonzalez is there, um, and even then, I think that would be a pretty big mistake. So, yeah.
1: yeah. So you know, we'll have to see on this front. It's really interesting. I think the Mariners are in a pretty good spot there at number six. So, um, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think one of those top five teams may make a surprising move and the Mariners may have um, I think it's a pretty good shot that the Mariners have an opportunity to get one of the consensus top five guys in the draft Um,
0: yeah it's uh, if you look at the mock drafts of Jim Callis uh, Keith Law and Kylie McDaniel um, you know three of the biggest names in the industry Mm -hmm. uh, their latest mock drafts all had Zach Veen going in the top five Uh, which would push one of those top five players down the board to number six for the Mariners. Um, Most people's top five includes Nick Gonzalez. I have him at number six because I really like Max Meyer. Um, But the guy who could get pushed down could be Emerson Hancock. So um, we, you know, the Mariners need to be prepared for that possibility. I'm sure they are. Um, And, you know, in the latest mock draft that we, we uh, dropped this morning, I had the Mariners taking Hancock in the first round while noting that it's still much more likely that they end up drafting Nick Gonzalez. uh, I think is ultimately going to be the pick. But if Hancock's there, the Mariners shouldn't hesitate. They should run up to the the podium or the conference call, whatever it is, and just take him right away. Uh, Because we're talking about a legitimate ace uh, caliber pitcher here. And those are hard to find.
1: So do we know how um, the draft is going to be presented? Are they doing all five rounds in a day? I think the way it's set up is they're doing two days.
0: Um, June 10th, I think, is round one and two. And then day three is going to be three through five, I want to say. Or day two is going to be three through five mm-hmm. on June 11th. And then you can start signing undrafted free agents on the 12th, mm-hmm. I think, I see. Um, I think that's kind of how they're rolling with it. I don't know if they're going to, are they do, trying to get it, You know, try and do it like the NFL draft happened, or are they just going to do a conference call like they used to do? I don't know exactly how all that's going to work yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe it's two days rounds, one and two on day one, three, four,
1: five on uh, day two. Interesting. Well, we're going to have a lot more content, uh, coming out about that uh because it's a pretty big draft for the Mariners. Um mm-hmm. obviously limited limited down to 5 rounds, but they have what six picks in those yep. five rounds, so um going to be a lot of uh quality talent entering a good um a really good farm system for the Mariners. Um and this might be an opportunity yep. for them to jump into a true consensus top five farm system in the league uh so that's pretty Mm -hmm. exciting if you're a fan of the team and you're excited for the uh, for the future of the team um so you know it's also you know pretty interesting because now with coronavirus and the delayed season you know we were expecting some of their top prospects to graduate prospect status and now you might go into sure um 2021 with Jared Kelnick, Julio Rodriguez, your six Mm -hmm. number six overall pick, you know, um, all, you know, Evan White might, might still be a prospect depending on, you know, when, how the season starts or if the season starts or Logan, Logan Gilbert, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, Cal Raleigh, Noel V. Marte, Justice Sheffield is still technically a prospect. (laughs) Yep. So, uh, Justin Dunn. Yeah. So yep. you might be looking at a really stacked farm system, even though that, yeah, eventually those guys are going to graduate prospect at but it'll be something nice to look at at least. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that, that should be, uh, pretty, pretty fun to play around with, um, after the draft. And I, I you know, we're going to be doing our, our prospect re-rank, um, or farm, yep. farm system re-rank, which, uh, probably isn't going to change too much from the last one that we did since that was all there's no season. yeah there, there, there's been no baseball and i mean uh, my you know right. the one thing is for certain minor league baseball isn't happening this year uh no. so yeah though that's gonna change that's not gonna change whether there's a major league season or not really um you know unless you know except for evan white and maybe justin dunn and Logan like Gilbert, I don't, I don't know. You know, there's been talk about a taxi right. team um, with about twenty to thirty guys, uh, so yeah. that that might happen. Where there's still an opportunity for some of these prospects to play this year at the major league level and eventually uh, graduate from their prospect status. Um, but I have a feeling that a lot, of the outlook on a lot of these guys is not going to change um, for the foreseeable no. future. Uh, which is unfortunate. And it does mess up with the, the Mariners timeline and the Mariners window, but it also messes with the timeline and the window of 29 other teams. So it is what it is. Um, But yeah. Uh, So we're coming up on the 40 minute Mark here and um, let's talk a little Seahawks. You know, we, we always talk some Seahawks uh, on this podcast, you know, we're CL sports fans Um, and you guys seem to, to vibe with it. So, um, wasn't a great day uh, to be a Seahawks fan yesterday. <laughs> um, we'll just say that uh, it started off with the uh, the return of um, the true goat, uh, Geno Smith. Um, now, uh, now the Seahawks right. can finally trade Russell Wilson to Cleveland. Um, well, I know, right? Yeah, what took him so long? So, what do you want to start with here? Do you want to start with that garbage? Rumors started by one uh chris Sims, or uh do you want to talk about our uh well what was the best offseason acquisition uh for the Seahawks, <laughs> which is now uh, right uh the the chances of him actually playing in a Seahawks uniform is slim to none at this point, <laughs> we'll say uh with the emphasis on none yeah um yeah. Yeah. So
0: it's, do we want to talk about, do we want to start with uh, the salacious rumors or do we want to start with the actual felony? Um, <laughs> it's, it's dealer's choice. Really? Um, I mean, I, I guess we could probably start with the start with a Dunbar thing and end on a, a funner note with the Russell Wilson stuff. Okay.
1: So Quentin Dunbar, um, the cornerback, mm-hmm that the Seahawks acquired for fifth round pick from the Washington Redskins this off season was highly regarded as the best uh acquisition of the Seahawks off season. He has his press conference thing whatever you want to call it yesterday where he meets with the media with the Seattle media over I assume a Zoom call. And yep. of course, does, it fails to mention the fact that uh the night before he may have robbed uh people of what was it $70 $70,000 worth of watches and jewelry uh with uh, New yep. York Giants cornerback DeAndre Baker uh, apparently it might have been over a card game um the uh the both of them lost some money the a uh, couple nights before uh, apparently um and that is seemingly what, what started all this. The details are still iffy, um, but either way, yeah. there are arrest warrants out now for uh, DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar in the state of Florida uh, for armed robbery, which um, you don't have to be a lawyer to know that that's not good. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, Quentin Dunbar is probably not going to be uh, a Seahawk um, by the end of the week, I would assume. Uh, I -hmm. I assume he's probably going to get cut um, at some point. Uh, Right. And
0: uh, (laughs) Seattle has to gather their, uh, Seattle has to gather their, all their information. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. There's still obviously the off chance that, um, mistaken identity it's a mistaken identity or dunbar was forced into the situation i don't you know you don't know right Uh, i
0: mean look the the guy's innocent until proven guilty that's something we shouldn't forget but when you read the the warrant and what he's being charged with um yeah we're talking about robbing people with semi-automatic weapons yeah and Um, it seems
1: like deandre baker was the one with the weapon and he's going to face right. a harsher punishment. I believe um, robbery with a deadly weapon is life in prison. So, uh, yikes. Uh, right. Uh, for Dunbar, Dunbar is more so, uh, at least from what we know, Dunbar would be looking more at 10 to 15 years in prison. Uh, <laughs> this is the, just 10 to 15. Yeah. This is not. The Michael Kendrick situation whatsoever so for those no. that are thinking that yes if he did something wrong uh he can still play no uh that's not going to happen uh so basically if you are a Seahawks fan hoping to see Quentin Dunbar play for your team you have to really uh <laughs> you know Cross your heart just check and uh, you know pray to the sky that <laughs> that the uh, yeah that and... something very unfortunate happened in that situation and that he was just at the wrong in the wrong place at the wrong time. But that doesn't sound like what happened. And we'll we'll wait and see what
0: happens. I mean, like, look, I I'm a big believer in innocent until proven guilty, um, same. Especially since there's there's not a um as far as we know, there's no video or audio proof yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, as far as we know is the key word there. Um, but it's, it's really hard to imagine that, you know, four or five days from now, Dunbar is going to walk out of a prison and be like, oh, well, and the police are going to be like, oh, we got the wrong guy. He's fine. Yeah. Um, you know, continue on with your life. Like that's, that's probably not going to happen. Um, like, best case scenario, honestly, is Dunbar used extremely poor judgment, um, hanging around with a guy who was threatening to kill people for some money, um, which isn't a great look either. So it's, it's, it's unfortunate, um, obviously, but you know, justice needs to be served and the, the Seahawks are they're going to do their own investigation i'm sure they're going to talk to dunbar they're going to talk to the police they're going to get their hands on the police report um they're going to do their due dil- due, dil- uh, due diligence but at the end of the day i have a hard time seeing dunbar taking a snap for the for the seahawks unless this was literally a case of mistaken identity which yeah doesn't i mean seem likely
1: yeah it 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 doesn't seem likely i mean the fact that You know, he's there with another NFL player um, who's a question Um, that makes it seem more likely that it it actually is Quentin Dunbar there. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, Quentin Dunbar is also, you know, went to the University of Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. He's, I'm pretty sure he confirmed that he was in the state of Florida uh, yesterday in his Zoom call thing. Yep. Uh, so it's not looking great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not, Uh, it's suboptimal is, uh, I think the word, uh, we should use here for this (laughs) and it's, um, you know, at least for the Seahawks sake, uh, if they do so choose to move on from Dunbar pretty quickly here, they will get, um, I think two and a half million dollars freed up in cap space that they can use, on someone like Logan Ryan or uh, mm-hmm. Dark, I think it's actually closer to. I think it's closer to four. I think it's. Yeah, uh, um, I think there is some guaranteed money, but I don't know how that would be void by this situation. You know, it's. I'm sure there's. Well, a lot you of-
0: trade for when you trade for a player, the team that trades him takes on all the guaranteed money in the deal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, unless otherwise stated, so Dunbar Seattle has to pay Dunbar basically whatever his salary was for the year, where the Redskins are. Are paying whatever set whatever uh bonus money that right. they played i i think it's around three and a half but either way they have
1: some a little bit of money to play with so yeah
0: so in um, there i guess silver lining
1: yeah so there and well and the silver lining really is that there are other options on the market and you still have Trey flowers on the roster which i mean you know isn't great but at least you have a guy that has starting experience at that position i don't know man I,
0: I think Trey Flowers got kind of a bad rap. Uh, he had a really tough last month of the season. Yeah. And, of course, he got roasted by Devontae Adams yeah, in the, the playoff the game. And that's what game people remember.
1: Rough,
0: <laughs> Right. It was really bad. It was really bad. Um, but, you know, for the first three months or so, he was a solid, you know, I think he's a fine starter. Like, I don't think he's, you know, people were talking about, oh, good, they can finally, like, cut that loser. It's like, no, he he can still play a little. So I think yeah. it's, you know. I think he got a little bit of a bad rap there, but, uh, you know,
1: so at the end of the day, yeah. And so they, you know, and then they have, you know, there's Logan Ryan, there's darkies Denard on the market. Um, mm-hmm. they can still go out and get a corner, whether they want them at nickel or on the outside, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh it it's, it's, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, like you, you just look at this off season now and, you know, I, I I almost figured with the way that yesterday went that Clowney would sign today. As soon as I woke up, I would say that Clowney <laughs> signed with like the Titans or something. Uh, sure, one, you yeah. know, because it's just bad thing after another. And you know, Seahawks Twitter, uh, <laughs> Seahawks Twitter gets sure, going, sure. and this was this was great for the uh, the content on Seahawks Twitter. Uh, sure, but uh, yeah, the- hey, real fast before we jump over
0: to Russell, uh-huh. let me ask you this. Who had a better Seahawks career, Malik McDowell or
1: Quentin Dunbar? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not here to say that crime is cool, but I feel like Quentin Dunbar went out on more of a blaze of glory than Malik McDowell went <laughs> Mc, Malik I mean, McDowell both was, incredibly. I mean, both are were pretty stupid, but right. I feel like. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to finish that. Sentence. I mean, I feel like I'm going to get th- in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: at the end of the day, we'll just leave it at this Malik McDowell cost you a couple of second round picks because you spent the second round pick on him. And then you had to go spend a second round pick to get Sheldon to replace yeah. him. Right. Whereas so far, Quentin Dunbar's cost you just uh, a fifth round pick yeah. and you can cut him without any dead money on your cap. So Dunbar hurt. Less I although you know, Dunbar was really supposed to be part of this revamp secondary, and so eh, it, it just it sucks yeah. all all the way around. Yeah, it's uh um, um yeah, yeah. I mean right. just yeah. the guy <laughs> Dunbar is literally eight months away from getting paid. I know. Um <laughs> and he robs people for what essentially is gonna be fifteen thousand dollars after they split the take or whatever like yeah. god i don't even if he's innocent do you do you want that guy on your team if he's that stupid um but whatever like i said let the let the process play out um yep.
1: but i i would be shocked if quentin
0: dunbar played a game
1: as a seahawk yeah i mean you know we've seen players continue their nfl career after sure. intriguing things have happened in their lives um <laughs> Uh, so it, i mean anything is possible the NFL has been strange uh with how they've handled um situations like this and players have sure. continued their career i mean you look at Ray Lewis and
0: uh hey by the way yeah. um we yeah Ray Lewis Marvin Harrison yeah. um <laughs> Michael Vick uh so JJ uh, Cooper who uh, writes for um Uh, Baseball America, I believe. Yeah, Mm -hmm. executive editor of Baseball America. He's passing along a note um, from Jeff Passan, apparently. Uh, He says Major League Baseball has sent out a memo about the MLB draft. It will be two days, June 10th, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time, so 4 4 p.m. Pacific time. Round one and the competitive balance round will take place, so that's 37 picks. The Mariners will have just one pick that day. Uh, then the draft will continue for rounds two through five uh, um, on June 11th at 5 p.m. Eastern. So 2 p.m. Pacific time really going for that primetime spot. I see um, that'll be rounds two for two through five where the Mariners will make their next five picks. So interesting. Um,
1: yeah. All right. So so that's that's the schedule for that. Now we know that'll give us two days. Although, worth of content. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just, you know, obviously who the Seahawks should draft the morning of, who the Seahawks did draft the evening of, who's the best player still on the board the evening of. Yeah, there's some stuff there. Um,
1: you said I you am said still... Seahawks, not Marinus. <laughs> oh, sorry. But yeah. Well, yeah. you know what I meant, yeah. guys. Yeah, we're on, we're on some Seahawks talk uh, right now, uh, which is going to lead us to our final topic, and that is <sighs> Russell Wilson being traded to the Cleveland Browns or something. I don't know. So Chris Sims, who, if you don't know, former quarterback for the Bucks, um, now on the pro football talk podcast with Mike Florio, he claims now I haven't seen exactly where he claimed this. Was it on the show? Um, I didn't see the actual clip. I just saw the people, you know, talking about it. Um, But Chris Sims basically alludes to uh, the Seahawks apparently attempting to trade Russell Wilson to the Cleveland Browns (laughs) for the 2018 Uh. first round or first overall pick, which was which ended up being Baker Mayfield. So not only does Chris Sims claim that the Seahawks were shopping Russell Wilson to the Cleveland Browns. But they were shopping him to the Cleveland Browns for potentially Baker Mayfield. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So. Right. Right. Where do I begin with the stupidity behind this? And now the stupidity didn't stop there because Mike Florio felt the need to die on this hill. And doubled down by saying, well, yeah, he didn't get traded, but some people around the league think he will eventually get traded. Uh, Will eventually, meaning 10 years from now? I mean, maybe, but... Saying you think
0: something will eventually happen is like the thinnest limb you can go out on when you're trying to make some kind of like, you know, skip Bayless, like, yeah, I'm going to get my name out there. And it's possible that he could potentially maybe someday in the distant future, maybe think about possibly being traded. Like that's basically what he said. Like, it's it's just, yeah, everything about that story is just stupid. It's,
1: I mean, complete utter garbage. And the problem with it is that your casual NFL NFL fan is now going to run away with this. And they're going to be like, Oh, Russell Wilson's going to get traded. Oh, there's tension in the locker room and blah, 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 blah. (sighs) Yep. And all of this is happening while, you know, Russell, uh, there's been uh, some conversation about how Russell hasn't gotten any MVP votes in his career. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the first thing that came out the last, uh, like a couple days ago. Uh, then Colin coward has been talking a lot about Russell on his show and pro football focus ranked stupidly ranked, uh, Russell Wilson as the 33rd best player of the decade, uh, behind Matt Ryan, Mm -hmm. one spot behind Matt Ryan. Um, so that's lovely. Uh, and then there's the report that the Seahawks were were or still are open to the possibility of signing Cam Newton um right. but then they signed Geno Smith yesterday so maybe that kills that rumor um it shouldn't yeah it shouldn't but it's possible it might uh, i mean yeah and um I mean, yeah. There's all this talk about Russell, and then conveniently, the there's this Browns rumor all of a sudden.
0: And also, right. let's
1: we didn't even talk about the "everyone loves nudes" leak, <laughs> right? You know. And hey, by the way, uh, your
0: boy Evan that you love so much uh, from Hawklogger uh, uh, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what, Evan? We didn't get played. You got, you got played. All right. Anybody with half a functioning brain knew that that was a total BS rumor. And you go on Twitter after the guy says, oh, I made it up. And you're like, oh, we all got played. Look at us. We're all stupid. No, no, Evan. No, you're stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. yeah, I, you, you didn't get a big hint when the tag was literally everybody loves nudes with a Z. Yeah. That wasn't the screaming red flag. Yeah. And by the way, shame on the KJR people for putting that loser on the air. Yeah. Like, really this is this is what we've devolved into, huh? Yeah. Taking somebody with a username, everybody loves nudes, and giving them a platform. And then, oh, look at us, we all fell for that. Ha ha ha. ha. No, 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 Evan. You fell for that. Yeah. yeah I, anybody who did, you're stupid. Yeah. I, Sorry. I,
1: I I've got love for for the Hawk blogger crew, except for Evan. I think people have seen on Twitter how I feel about Evan Hill. Um, you know, I'd love to have him on the podcast one day and we could have a discussion. Um uh, because I, I'd love you guys I love to pick that guy's brain. Uh anyway. You you
0: can uh you could do that one solo because <laughs> I wouldn't get a word in anyway, so it'd just be like, okay. Yeah. I'll just sit here, I guess. I mean you could just sit listen there and to, listen to it and live.
1: <laughs> but yeah. I'm okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that Whatever. Uh, Evan Hill got played and KJR got yep. played. I didn't get played. You didn't get played. Nope. Anyone Nobody with a I brain to played. A, any, anyone with a brain didn't get played. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, that is what it is.
0: By the way, do you, do you remember what the terms of the deal were? Like, this wasn't another big. Um
1: you know, like this wasn't another big, yeah, it was like KJ, right. Second round pick and a seventh round pick for miles Garrett yeah. on rookie contract. Yeah. So like,
0: yeah, it was like, that wasn't a big clue either guys. Like really, I just, you know, whoever decided to have that guy on KJR and not to just have him on there to rip him. Um, but to actually treat him like a real guest with inside information, they should be fired. That's, yeah. that's the exact opposite of your job. Um, Like I said, if the everybody loves nudes tag wasn't enough to convince you it was a joke, the offer the offer that he was leaking should have told you that it was a joke. And really common sense in general should have told you that it was a joke. There's no way the Browns are trading Miles Garrett. Get out of here.
1: Just like shame on everybody who fell for that. And just like there is no way that the Seahawks were trying to shop Russell Wilson to the Browns. I don't know what it is with rumored Cleveland and Seattle trades. Uh, but neither one of these deals uh, made any sense. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's just, Oh God, what are these people thinking? Sometimes I just feel like when I step into Seahawks Twitter, I feel like I get more stupid. (laughs) Like I feel like I lose brain cells. Uh, No,
0: I, I could totally see that. Like
1: I, I just always come away from diving into Seahawks Twitter with a headache. Um <laughs> like I I I just I don't get it. It's just it's so irritating. I knew as soon as I saw the Quentin Dunbar thing I'm like oh god they're melting down. They're melting down. Now it's like it's the worst off season ever and blah blah blah. blah. And it, and trust me it it's not good. It, it this has not been good. But I think the people that are, you know, coming out of the woodwork here and being like I knew it I told you guys yeah, they're they're going to suck. It's like, well, I mean, Quentin, right. Quentin Dunbar was a nice piece to get, right? And that significantly helped your chances of competing this year. But look, mm-hmm. the, the the fact of the matter is with the Seahawks, as long as they have Russell Wilson, they're a contender. Um, yep. They could literally feel, I mean, it, it's just like the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots were garbage last year. But they still made the playoffs because they have Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And ultimately, yep. Tom Brady was bad last year, but you know, they still made the playoffs. Yep. You know, they were still a third seed. They still won like their first ten games or something like that, I think. And then they kind of fell apart towards the end of the season, you know. But um, know, yeah, that it's the same thing for the Seahawks. Is that as long as they have Russell Wilson, I mean, they're gonna be they right. They're yeah, they'll 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 be all right, but um you know, it also comes down to coaching and actually letting Russ cook as uh as the Twitter kids say. Uh, But, uh, you know, it, it... by the way, by the way, I think, you know, people, Oh my,
0: they didn't add a superstar. They didn't add a superstar like Russ wanted. It's something I've said, you know, since the day Russell said that Russell Wilson doesn't get to decide who's on his football team. That's not how that works. He doesn't get to do John Schneider's job. John Schneider doesn't get to do Russell Wilson's job. And by the way, while they didn't get stars, you look at the, the season that this off season, the Seahawks have had, they are prepping up for more of a run he- for a, more of a pass heavy offense, mm-hmm. the offensive line upgrades they've made. They've all been upgrades to the pass blocking. Uh, not so much the run blocking. You look at the number of tight ends they've added. Those aren't big name wide receivers, but they spent a lot of, a lot of resources this off season going out and getting the Philip Dorsett and the, and the uh, Greg Olson and drafting Colby Parkinson and Freddie Swain and, um, you know, Steven Sullivan, they went, they kept, you know, they kept around, uh, Jacob Hollister. They went out and they drafted a pass catching running back DJ Dallas. Uh, yeah, this is really setting up to be like, okay, Russ, we're going to let you throw the ball a little bit more here. And we're not going to stack you with weapons on the outside. Um, especially since, you know, we already have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Mm -hmm. but here's some good pieces to help you in the short passing game and over the middle of the field. And, you know, here's a little bit better of an offensive line, at least pass protection wise.
1: And let's not forget that they're lined up pretty well for camp cuts for signing those guys that are going to get cut at camp. You know, they inevitably, I assume that they have one of the highest um, salary caps right now or, uh, you know, uh, or right. the most, or one of the most, uh, Jesus, I can't talk. If they cu- they have some <laughs> of the most Dun- money out of they- all the teams right now.
0: Right. If they cut Dunbar, there'll be around 20 million bucks. Um, a bunch of people want to spend that on Clowney. I mean, fine, whatever. Um, probably need to save a little bit of that for Denard or Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, it's just, Guys are going to get cut in training camp, and often when guys get cut in the preseason, the veterans that actually get cut, it's not so much about the money anymore. It's where can I go to win, and Seattle's a pretty good pitch for that, especially since they can back it up with some money. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's I'm not panicked at all. Um, it's an unfortunate last couple of days for the for the old Seahawks Twitter there, um, and for the team and the loss of Dunbar, but I'm not panicking. So um still a lot of work uh long long way to go before we uh should hit the panic button and by the way it's it's worth noting Jadavion clowney wasn't a seahawk until late august so
1: so you know you can still get clowney at this point you can still get everson griffin you can still get you know someone like snacks harrison or mike daniels Mm -hmm. uh you could still get darkies denard logan ryan There's names out there um, and you have the money. Larry to, Warford. Yeah. Um, you, you have, and you have the money to do it. So, yep. Uh, and you know, and again, that's not even counting the guys that are probably going to get cut at camp. You know, there's a, there's some talk about possibly a Keem Hicks getting cut by the bears. That would be pretty awesome. Yep. And this, uh, I'm pretty sure the Seahawks have had interest in him around the time that they traded for uh, Sheldon Richardson. I'm pretty sure they tried to trade for Akeem Hex, or at least looked into it. Yeah, um, they did. I remember so, that. Yeah. So uh, that was when he was at uh, New Orleans still, I believe, right? Was that... I think that was his last year in New Orleans, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. um,
0: um well, By the way, Olivier Vernon, another guy, possibly could be cut. Um, you know, that's a pass rusher that certainly helps, uh, Tyrone Crawford, Trent Murphy of the bills pass rusher there. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be plenty of options, um, for the Seahawks. So, uh, we'll see how it all works out for him, but I'm, I'm not going to be concerned
1: until, you know, opening day, basically so that's gonna do it for us uh for today we actually ended up making a, an hour-long podcast and uh, last night our conversation started with what are we gonna talk about <laughs> and lo and behold uh we got an hour-long show so um yeah. expect that's more wonderful. podcasts like this where we're just gonna kind of uh shoot the crap and uh you know, talk about Seahawks and talk a little bit about the Mariners and stuff. But, you know, it's just it's coming to a point now where we're starting to run out of baseball things to talk about aside from, you know, whatever's developing and returning the game. But, you know, it's possible we might have baseball back in a few weeks um, with the uh, spring training to Electric Boogaloo and uh, the eventual um, start of the regular season as uh which is not going to be regular whatsoever uh but (laughs) but yeah uh you know we we might have some baseball to talk about in a few weeks we'll also have the draft of course to talk about we are going to talk uh quite a bit about the draft as we get closer and closer to that um but yeah other than that and just keeping up with everything going on um with the uh start of the season and now all that uh we're gonna be talking about seahawks stuff gonna be talking about maybe just some life stuff who knows you know let us know what you guys would want to hear us talk about and uh yeah we'll probably ty talk and about i are gonna do a, a random hour
0: Nah, ty and i are gonna do a randomized pokemon nuzlocke versus um so yeah be on the lookout for that um he doesn't know I'm what that get, is but i'm gonna get bodied <laughs> <laughs> hey you know what i need a win you're up in canada right now living the good yeah.
1: life i need a win so yeah i'm getting my socialism checks right now <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm living Damn communist yeah i'm living i'm
0: living life you're right filthy now filthy commie <laughs> yeah <laughs> so there you go Learn get... how to play the game week yeah. and then we're going at it on the twitter on the uh we'll stream it on twitter yeah and I will destroy you. and feel good about myself. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, uh, by the way, guys, uh, thank you so much. If you're still listening at this point, I'd be shocked. Um, but if you are and you responded to our, uh, our little poll thing that I threw out there on Google Forms, thank you so much. Last night, uh, we were at like 92, uh, you know, 92 ballots or whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I put out a signal, Hey guys, you know, I was really hoping to get to hundred, um, help us out. If you can got on there this morning to check, to see where we were at, we're at 160. Um, so you guys really stepped up there. We didn't have enough data now. Um, at le- more than enough, at least for us to do some things with those numbers you guys gave us, that's going to help us out. Um, you know, talked a little bit about who deserves to be in the Mariners hall of fame, who deserves to have their number retired. How do you feel about Jerry DiPoto? How do you feel about Scott's service? Is the team on the right track? How do you feel about the future? And then we asked for your guys' preference uh, for content. Um, and we got some good feedback. So I appreciate you guys filling that out. Um, if you still want to fill it out, you can. It's on our Twitter. You can find the link on our Twitter or and Facebook. Um, and it's just, I think it's eight questions, nine questions. And it's just check boxes, basically. Yeah. It takes two or three minutes. Um, and it would help us out uh, quite a bit. So uh, make sure you guys do that. And Thank you. If you already have.
1: Yeah. So thank you guys very much. Um, if you haven't voted on the survey yet, please do so. Uh, as Colby mentioned, that's on our Twitter, uh, which is at Soto Mojo F S uh, you can also uh, give us a like on Facebook if you haven't already. Uh, but we are mostly active on Twitter. If you want to contact us, uh, get in touch with us, talk Mariners baseball or uh, what have you. Um, you can talk to us on Twitter uh, and check out the website. Of course, that's what this whole podcast is for SotoMojo.com. Um, We're talking about a lot of good stuff on there. We got draft content. We're looking at some of the unsung heroes of the Mariners past. I just wrote about Charles Gibson. Uh, they are little quick pieces, basically just to remind you folks of, these players existence basically. Um, but yeah, it's nice to, you know, take a, a short little trip back in time and look at some of those players that, you know, really made watching the game enjoyable, um, at the Mm -hmm. time. So, uh, and Charles Gibson was certainly one of those guys, uh, from those late nineties, early two thousands Mariners teams that, you know, he wasn't, um, the you know the superstar uh, type of player that the Mariners were very accustomed to having during that time. Uh, but he was a solid role player that, you know, could just come in and play good defense and, you know, run the bases properly. And that was about it. And you need guys like that sometimes. So, yep. um, yeah. So it was nice to look at that. We're going to look at some other uh, really fun players that we like. Um going to be uh i i think the next one that i'm going to do is uh one of my favorites of all time russell branion um ah yes so uh, look out yeah. Russell the muscle yeah russell the muscle so look out for that um and you know Colby's writing a bunch of uh draft stuff he's got uh the latest mariners mock draft out and uh yeah and, that, and that's uh, pretty much it you know for for what we can do right now with content but we're going to look at that survey that you guys have filled out and try to develop more intriguing um stuff for you guys to uh, to read on the site so again that's sotomojo.com uh and again you can follow us on twitter sodomojofs. so that's going to be it for me ty gonzalez and for colby patnode we will see you in another life as colby would like to say goodbye peace out